There's a phrase that was that was given to me called emotion-laden desire that really I think encapsulates the the, the everything about what is needed to to really get get the wheels of, of creation turning. What's good, everybody? This is your Daily Shot of Inspiration special weekend interview series. And today I'm talking with Jeffrey Siegel. Jeffrey is the author of The Tiny Big Book of Manifesting. Jeffrey is also the founder of Mystic Journey Bookstore in Los Angeles. Jeffrey opened up the bookstore in 2008, following a 20-year legal career in a bout with cancer. He decided to leave the practice of law and follow his passion in the realm of spirituality and create the bookstore. After the bookstore expanded, Jeffrey then opened Mystic Journey Crystals in 2017. Jeffrey is also an artist, a life coach, a father of an amazing independent daughter, and now author. You can follow him on Instagram at mysticjourneyla. This conversation with Jeffrey is so inspiring. We dive into Jeffrey's book and process of manifesting. And what I hope you take away from this is that the process of manifesting, the process of creating our best reality is a lifelong process because we really need to have a single point of focus of what it is that we're manifesting. I'm really excited to share this episode with you all today. I invite you to kick back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Jeffrey Siegel. Not only did Jeffrey write a book, Jeffrey has done a lot of things, but Jeffrey wrote a great book, The Tiny Big Book of Manifesting. And there probably will be a video of this, so so everyone can see it. Um, I'm get, Jeffrey, I want to jump right in, because first I want to say thank you. Um, your team sent me the book, and I felt so privileged to be like, oh, wow, someone's sending me a copy of a book to check out. This is the coolest thing ever. Um, and then I got it, and I was like, oh, it's just, it really is a tiny book. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, did Jeffrey jump inside of my brain? Literally, everything that I work with my clients on, it's all right here in such a beautiful, simple, simple little little book. And I'm curious, what, what, what inspired this, like just this little, a little book? Well, first, thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm really I'm honored to 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 be your guest. And um, so I don't know, like 30 years ago, I um I got a personalized license plate, and it's 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 one of those you know numbers and letters, but it's K R E the number eight and I T, which spells creative. Hmm. And I've had this plate for 30 years, and people stop me all the time and say. Wow, I love your plate, and and really, it's my philosophy of life. Um, I really believe and and have for for many years that you know everything in our life we create good, good, bad, and ugly, mm-hmm. and um, and so I've lived, I've lived with that philosophy, and and lived to be consciously co-creating with the universe in every moment. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, and I wanted to share that knowledge. Um, I have been blessed to be given the knowledge. I mean, I I don't profess that, you know, what's in my book that I um just that I was a channeler and downloaded it. That's not that's not what happened. Mm-hmm. I um I was introduced to a, a wonderful spiritual order decades ago that um that gave me some tra- a lot of training and I I practiced diligently for 
for 20 plus years and and really have used that to create everything in my life from my you know from my being a lawyer to being a, a gallery and bookstore owner to now being an author and a life coach and it, it it's very inspiring get this book and read this book oh, thank because you. it is so it, it's i've been saying this for like the last probably two or three years what do you want what do you want i heard a comedian jessa reed on a great podcast called soberish um, say this wonderful analogy, like when we go to the rest to a restaurant, the waiter comes up to us and says, what do you want? And we typically are like, oh, I don't know. What's good? What's good? And we go through it. The waiter comes back and we're like, I still don't know. And the waiter comes back again. The waiter finally is just like, just tell me what you want and I will get it for you. And the universe is the same way. It's just waiting for us to say, this is what I want. That's brilliant. And answering that question, what do I really want? And it's like, what do I really want? And and as I as I say, it, it's it's not a multiple answer question. It is it is a question that requires a single answer, and it's very it's 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 challenging to to really get settled in one's self as to what I really want, what someone really wants. If if you have to you know, make, make the choice of a, of a single thing. And I understand there are many things going on in everyone's life, but, but my, my belief in my training has been that when you really want to manifest something, that's where your energy needs to be focused on that single thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, it took me a long time to figure out what I really wanted. And, and ultimately, you know, I came into alignment with my, with my, with my true purpose. Um, but it wasn't, you know, an overnight thing and without its, its challenges. So thank, thank you for that. And I was curious at looking at your story from being a successful lawyer and then your bookstore and the crystal gallery and now writing a book have you, do you feel you've been manifesting the whole time like when yeah. did this start did this start back when you were a lawyer like did the when did the teachings or the idea or even the word manifest come into your reality well you know it, it's it's it, it's a great question and and you know look there's um plenty of spiritual or you know philosophical teachings about the challenges in life really bring the greatest opportunities. And so when I was in law school, my girlfriend at the time worked for an intuitive, for a psychic. And at the end of my, my session, and she actually predicted this niche area of law that I ended up practicing years later, which is amazing in itself. But at the end, I was like, you know, I'm interested in you know, metaphysical stuff, a little more spiritual teachings, you know, where can I get some more info? And she's like, here, take this business card, call these people up. And I put it away. I put it in my wallet and I didn't look at it till I failed the bar exam. And it was at that moment that I was like, you know what? I need a little help. And, um, and as often happens, I mean, failing the bar exam was one of the great things that ever happened in my life, because when I finally called that organization, it gave me the teachings to begin to really consciously co-create and create everything that, that followed from that moment. Wow. So the whole the whole time. And I also really enjoy how it feels as if you've lived multiple lives 
in, in this life. No, I mean, so much for everybody is how you perceive things, right? It's, it, it's, it's our response to the events that happen to us that really shape our lives and really shape who we are. And if, if, if we're able to see, see the challenges that come, particularly in the moment is like I said, is this is an opportunity to move forward with it. I mean, it can, it can make life um, grander and um, you know, and, and more fulfilling. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I have to go back, you know, when I was, when I was a lawyer, I had, a, there was a, a woman that I practiced with who did all sorts of different things and was really, I, I always called her a Renaissance woman and was, was really my inspiration to, 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 to do many things. And, you know, as I say in my book, I, I don't believe life is short, but I believe it goes by really fast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like my daughter just turned 30 years old and it's like blowing my mind. I have a 30 year old <laughs> daughter. Right. Um, but 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 it goes by quickly. And, and, and we have to take all these, you know, opportunities. I mean, it's funny you mentioned drawing a stick figure or, you know, well, I can't draw a stick figure either. But I have a friend who's a sculptor and I commissioned a painting from him a long time ago. And it was exactly what I didn't want. And I decided that then I would do it myself. And ultimately from that, I, I developed this style of painting and I got somebody to like mentor me. And I even had a show at a, at a, at a big gallery in LA. Mm -hmm. And it's about just taking these, taking these steps, not being afraid and letting the universe support you and see what happens. Exactly, exactly. That's pretty much what I did with my photography career. And then I got laid off after September 11th and went into information technology. And as I was doing these things in probably 98, maybe I got Conversations with God by Neil Donald yes. Walsh. And I remember yes. reading that thinking, wow, this is all the stuff that I've thought since I've been a little kid, right? Like, be grateful for what isn't here yet. Right. Start acting as if and all of these things. I'm like, wow, I'm not crazy. I'm not a lunatic. This is like there's somebody else that thinks this. And I started putting those practices into play and remembering my high school football coach who, without him even realizing, was teaching me creative visualization. So before every game, my coach would say, you're going to have a sack or you're going to have a touchdown. And I did. Like, it didn't matter. And I didn't realize at the time. It wasn't until years, years later. I'm like, wow, he he was that was creative visualization i don't even know if he knew what he was doing like to my mind but it happened and it worked and then i read that book and i'm like wow if i start doing this things are going to start working out for me i'm interested in i agree with you with we have to have that focus right that point like this is what this is what we want but i also think when we get in the flow it just everything just starts happening you know, do you, do you find that to that when you're like probably when you were doing the book, other things were just flowing into you? Yeah, you know, I'm I. If things are a struggle, I think it's 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 like a salmon swimming upstream, and it's time to to sort of stop and take a look. And and I completely agree. I mean, it, when 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 it's in the flow things just happen. And I, I want to go back to your comment about this, about the size of my book. 
because I had no idea that's what it was going to look like. I was blessed enough to have a publisher, a wonderful, you know, spiritual publisher, Red Wheel Wiser, publish my book. And so when they did it, I was um, allotted a few copies to give to my friends and family. And so the box arrived with these with these copies for me. And I opened it up and there was this little book. I'm like, what's this little book? Because I was thinking it was going to be what you would call a normal size book. And it turns out that everybody loves the size of the book. It's 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 easy to carry. You can put it in your pocket or your or your purse. And it's like you said, I mean, it's concise and it's just it's it's perfect. And it, it's an it's this thing that it was just in the flow. The universe just provided in the way that it was supposed to be in the best possible manner. And it's it's also so not intimidating right like it's not like i'm giving somebody this book and they're like oh man now i gotta read this big thing right it's like yes. oh it's so like yeah i'll put it right in my pocket i'll read it tonight um and that's been the feedback that i've been getting from people as well that the the simplicity and just like wow it really is like what do you want and can you see it can you feel it yeah right Really yeah. visualizing it. I'm I'm curious. So, have you done or read Neville Goddard's work or any of Neville Goddard's work? Are you familiar with Neville Goddard? Well, I'm 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 familiar with Neville Goddard, but I would I, I have to say I've not read any of of his works. I've read I've certainly read plenty of, of plenty of manifestation books and just general spiritual books, but I've not read his. Because there's there's a lot of similarities and just you know really visualizing and visualizing into these things and the feeling being the secret right like what would it feel like for yeah. that wish to be fulfilled and then moving in, there, into that space. There's a phrase that was that was given to me called emotion laden desire that really I think encapsulates the. The, the everything about what is needed to to really get get the wheels of of creation turning mm, i like that i like that a lot do you have like a daily practice that you do daily for whatever it is that you are manifesting or do you really just keep it on a a single point of focus of something big and just stay in that how in the book the your code of life just living that that code and allowing what will be so so for for many 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 years i had a daily practice that i would do as i i lay out in the book twice a day and then i don't know some some number of years ago it it just for me, it transformed into more of a moment-to-moment -moment thing, um, and really, as you said, living what I've called in the book my, my code of life, and and really being aware and 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 acknowledging the things that are happening around me and with what I'm thinking in in, in every given in every given moment, and um, and using that more now. Than, than the daily practice and and look I have to say I'm very I'm blessed enough to say that that right now in my life I'm 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 content 
And so there really is, I've gotten to this place, you know, thankfully where there isn't this, this anything, anything that I, that I really want. It's, um, it's more of a day to day, you know, at the end of the book, I talk about, you know, what is happiness and it's, it, it, it's dang challenging to live in a state of what we could generally call happiness on a daily basis on a regular basis and and i've i've really been working now more on um this extended state of mind that is that is blissful and happy Mm -hmm. yes with a lot of gratitude i'm sure a lot every day (laughs) i mean as we talk so I live at the ocean mm-hmm. and I, that's why behind me, it's sort of bright because it, the light is coming in. So I'm looking out at the ocean and, you know, fishing boat going by and the birds and everything. And, and I've been here for 20 years and I'm still every, every time I look out, I express my gratitude for the, for this blessing that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I feel the same way after moving back to the Poconos and taking my dog for a walk through the woods. And it's been really interesting because I grew up here. And when I was growing up, I didn't have the appreciation for the rolling hills that I see, right? Uh I'm like, there's nothing to do here. And I go to Philadelphia for 20 years and there's everything to do. And I'm like, I gotta go back to those rolling hills to where there is nothing to do because in that nothing is everything. And that, that beautiful, you know, like you said, right? From the trees to big crows sitting on trees, right? Like all of that puts me into this space that allows me to be grateful for what I have, to then be grateful to make all of these things happen, to have conversations with people like you and live this life that when I was working, right? A nine to five would have never thought like this would be possible. Or how, how would I actually survive doing what I want to do. And in, in doing yeah. it, the world just opens up. And I wish I can, <laughs> I want to tell everybody, go quit your job, but not really. You know what I mean? But it's like, have faith in what that is that, that we want yeah. and really go for it, knowing that. Right. I, it, I happen. carry around in my wallet in one of my little flip things, just a, an old post-it that says faith is the key. And, and I mean, you can probably fill in other words for faith, but I mean, it's this belief that the, that the universe will provide, that things will be okay. There's a, a, a greeting card we sell at the bookstore that I, that I love. It just says leap and the net will appear. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's true. And that's what, you know, I mean, look, I was, I was stuck in law. I, I dislike law for, 15 years. I mean, I hated it. I dreaded every day. And and it took me getting cancer to, to, to finally get out. But it was because I, I, I didn't have that faith. I was too afraid to take the leap. And I had, and, and, and a lot of my, you know, my coaching is, is basically about don't get to the point where life kicks you in the fanny mm-hmm. and forces you to, to, you know, with some really really challenging difficult time to make the move that you want to make it's about hearing it and feeling that 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 some action needs to be taken and taking it early rather than like i said waiting until like i got kicked in the in the fanny 
So I have a question for you with with this because I've been noticing with some of the people that I've talked to and 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 coach the how do we help the analytical mind have faith? My my feeling on this is when you're when you're looking to manifest something, a lot of times it takes steps to get to where you want to be. Let's let's say um, let's say you need a new car or you need a new job. So it isn't necessarily that you're going to go from saying, I need a new job to being hired. So you've got to create the resume first. Okay. And so you can go ahead and visual and let's say some people have issues with, with procrastinating, right? Well, you, you, you image seeing the resume finished easily Mm -hmm. and, and you go through it and then boom, it's done. You're like, wow, that was a little bit easy, a lot of it easier than I thought it was going to be. And so then, you're, so it, it starts to build the faith. Then you take the next step. You know, like, okay, I'm going to get it up on these on these sites and I'm going to get some callbacks. And you put it up. And this isn't about getting the job. It's just the next step, getting mm-hmm. the callbacks. And then you get the callbacks. Like, wow, it's happening. And so I think it's it, it, it can be easier and build the faith if you take things small steps at a time and it's you know once it happens once it builds the faith and the building the faith makes the next one easier and it works that way Mm -hmm. i love that i love that i i've been kind of comparing it to steps our manifestation is at the top step and we're not just going to jump from the bottom to the top we have to go up each each step to get there and i love that having creating little goals you know because it's easier i think for people to you know i mean look it's like trying to eat a hamburger if you know leaving aside the vegetarian vegan thing i mean whatever you know a giant bite i mean take small bites and it's it's really a better approach whether it's through my book or any any number of manifestation universal law teachings i mean you can read all of these things but if you're going through life and and taking things to either put hurdles in your way or um really crush the process it's still not going to happen i mean if you know one of the things i talk about in, in in my book is basically which is like one of the most important things to me is internal integrity Right. And and you can be saying to the universe, this is what I really want. But if you're off there and in things with people that you're interacting with and you have no integrity, I mean, look, let's just say and you're lying about things, even if they're little lies, then, you know, how does the universe know that you're really being truthful with it? Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it really I, I, I think that th- there's. There's more to there's more to really being able to to consciously co-create with, as you put it, ease and grace than merely than merely the the techniques and the practices. Um, I mean, you can do just the techniques and the practices, but it, it can be, you know, far, far more difficult to get what you really want unless you're really building a whole life, like you said, of, of expressing gratitude, of living in integrity you know, of, of living with compassion and helping others, all of these things, you know, really 
I, like I used I use to say before, grease the wheels, grease the skids to make the process go much more smoothly and quickly. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about, how do I say this? Like expanding. When someone says, I want to manifest a mansion. And right, you don't want to shoot the people down, but we have to grow into that as well. Right? Like I think. And I, it kind of makes me, well, I want to ask, with your with the bookstore and the crystal gallery. Gallery. Right? Being together. They weren't together. And you wanted them. Do you think you were ready for them to be? Like, do you feel we have to literally be big enough to hold what it is that we're creating? Well, that the, the way you put that at the end is very interesting to me. Recent, within the last couple of years, I, I, what I would call a new teacher came into my life. Um, I've only had a few in my whole, in my whole life. And um, I was amazingly introduced to this teacher sort of out of the blue. So I guess it was time, right? Mm-hmm. And, and ready. And one of the, one of the things that in, in, in his teachings is about our vessel as we evolve, the idea is to hold more light so we can spread more light. Mm-hmm. And, and so when you say that, I, you know, and I had been working with that in the visualization of that before this happened. And so, I mean, I haven't thought this until this conversation, but maybe my vessel was big enough to allow this, you know, larger energy space for the two stores to be together to actually happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this goes to your, your prior question about, you know, daily um, daily practices. I mean, you know, the, the idea of bringing the two stores together, originally there was, there was no gallery, and I just had it, an image in my mind of what I wanted, and it, and it took, you know, I, I, I ended up, my landlord at, at the prior location of my bookstore, you know, just came to me and said, here, I have this location for your gallery. I mean, it just sort of happened, but it was, you know, by, by having the image in my head and putting out there that this is what I wanted, I, it created that. And then, you know, later down the road, I mean, it, 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 it naturally with, again, with just my regular thoughts, you know, brought the two together. Um, it, it's just, I mean, it's still, it still, it still amazes me, and I'm still grateful. <laughs> that that's beautiful. I'd love to touch on the, the transition from law into the books and then into the crystals. Were when you were practicing law, you were in this, we'll say, spiritual world. Yes, a little bit. Yes, and why? Oh yeah, no, I was yes, heavily, heavily. Okay. So it was always there. And was it that you just always loved books and wanted to have a bookstore or how did, how did the bookstore come in to your, to your realm? Into my consciousness. Uh Um, You know, I was, I was doing these practices and I had been, I mean, I, I, I would definitely, even though I'm a bookstore owner, I would not call myself an avid reader um, (laughs) or a voracious reader. Um, but I would read things, you know, go on vacations and take books. I tended to like just I like spiritual novels like Celestine Prophecy, Way of Peaceful Warrior, those, those kind of books. And um, and and when I was making the, the transition, when I had decided that I, I really needed to get out of law, 
Um, I, I mean, it was my question. What do I really want? And I and I came down to, you know, what what am I passionate about? That was really the the the, the key question that that came to me. And I came to two choices, and one of them was my spirituality. Um, the other was I, I love to travel, so I was maybe going to be a travel agent. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I really went, I, I dug deep into, into becoming a travel agent. But in the end, I've lived in Los Angeles the bulk of my life. And at that time, there was like one, I, I hardly ever use this word, venerable bookstore, <laughs> spiritual bookstore in L.A. called Bodhi Tree. Mm-hmm. Shirley MacLaine made it very famous like in the 70s. And that was sort of it in all of Los Angeles. And I live near the ocean on a different part of town. And I was like, you know what? The community, my city needs this. And so it was a combination of, I think, getting in touch with a broader community need, plus, you know, my desire and following my passion that led me to to opening, you know, to, to, to creating the bookstore. Listening to the little voice inside. Exactly. And then exactly. the love for the crystals. How how did how did the crystal come into your into your realm? You know, when I when I opened the bookstore, it was just part of the mix of all of the things that we had to offer from candles and incense and tarot decks and all and thousands of books. But what what ended up unfolding was First, I mean, our, 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 our customers, our clientele had more and more interest in, in the crystals. And I began after like two years of having the store, I was going to the largest crystal and gem show in the world is held in Tucson, Arizona every year. And so I started to go there every year. I mean, I now go every year with a, with a cargo van and, you know, get, get things for the store. But in this time, I developed friendships, really relationships with these crystal families is what I call them from all over the world. And I started to, my, my interest grew and I started getting larger crystals and larger crystals. And then I was like, you know, I really want some big, big, big ass crystals. Right. (laughs) And, um, and so I got that and then I was starting to run out of space and I'm like, I need another space. Um, and so ultimately, ultimately it, 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 it unfolded from there, Mm -hmm. but it was all natural. It was totally organic. And a lot of people come into my gallery now and they're like, Oh my God, I love these, these huge crystals. You know, one day, you know, I can't get them right now, but you know, maybe one day I'm like, and I always tell them, you know, and it's no different than our conversation about taking the manifestation things in bite-sized steps, start with small ones. Get a bunch of small ones, feel it, and then it will naturally, you'll naturally want some larger ones. And it doesn't have to go from here to there. It's here, da, 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 you know? Right, right. The baby steps. And a great way to look at it, too. Because I can see that becoming maybe a small problem, getting all of the giant, all of the giant crystals. <laughs> kind of like yeah. my giant plants back here. Um And kind of the same. I started with little small plants. And then this year, I started playing like a manifestation game with plants. And I said, every time I'm going to go out, I'm going to get a plant on sale. Like it's going to be discounted. And it was just fun, you know, like a fun way to kind of stay in the flow. Cause I had no big deal if I don't get a plant. Right. But if I set that little intention, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go whatever store and they're going to give me a plant for, you know, 50% off today. 
and it's great when it happens. And then again, yeah. it's no like, oh man. But when it does happen, then it just reinforces like this really, this really works. Exactly. And it isn't just, it isn't just woo woo. It is, it isn't just woo woo. No, I, you know, it's it's not. I mean, I call it foo foo, but yeah, I, you know, it, yeah. it really, it really is there. Yeah. Over the past year and a half, I've been really diving into how our brain works. And when we realize, you know, we have the supercomputer up here. And when we just start programming it the right way, it starts giving us exactly what we want. But we do so much of the programming unconsciously that we don't even know what's happening. And then we're looking around like, shit, how did why did that happen? Because you weren't right. in, you weren't present, you weren't in control, you weren't doing your 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 practice of, right. of just being. And and look and and you know when I when I do my coaching, I mean I let people know. I mean, getting this discipline, it's not easy, right? I mean mm. to really to to really be, you know, aware of your thoughts and what you say. I mean, I talk in my book. I mean, you know, people just say things to people out of the out of the blue, and they they don't even think about what they're saying, mm-hmm. um, whether it's mean or, or 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 whatever. And 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 to really get into the into the frame of mind where it's it's automatic to be thinking of what you're saying as you're saying it or before you're saying it. It takes it takes time and practice. And this is where people can't be too hard on themselves, you know? I mean, you know, you don't go to first grade and learn calculus either. And it's not calculus, but, but you know, it take, you, you got to build, you got to build with it and be patient with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, patient is, it, patience is really hard when we're bringing it to self-awareness of how we're speaking. Yeah. We really have to be present. And I've been noticing through the work that I'm just doing for my, on myself, with myself, and realizing how I've been programming. And for years, people would say, Joe, do you want to go on vacation? You want to go here? You go there? And I would instantly answer, I can't. I don't have money. I don't have enough money. Even if I had the money, if I had the best job in the world, that would always be the first response. And it was just like, until they start uncovering and looking like, well, where did this thought come from, right? Like, where did I hear this, right? That it was my first thought. And just the whole, I can't, like starting anything with I can't, we're just closing the door, closing the door to anything. And I've, I've been working on the word try to, to, to get it out of my vocabulary uh-huh. and, and to really be consciously aware. Cause I don't believe we try. I mean, we're either doing or we're not doing. Right. But that word, I, I still, you know, look, I still, I still am struggling with, you know, completely eliminating and it still pops up here and there, but I, but I catch it. Um, but it, but it is really a matter of, 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 of paying attention to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I notice that when I find myself catching the words, right, like catching the I can't or the excuses, at first I'm like, ah, oh, shit. But now I'm, I'm excited because I'm like, all right, I caught myself. I got it. Right? Like that's, that's what I need. And it, it's great. A lot of my friends probably get annoyed with me when we're talking. I'm like, oh, maybe you should say that a little different. <laughs> I just yeah, think, no, I do the same thing. Think, yeah. think about it's... how 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 we're how we're speaking because it is. I think you say it in the book. We're, our words are a creative force. We're creating with with the words that are coming out of our mouth. 
and we need to. I, ha I have to tell you a story that happened to me over the weekend. It was just, it was pretty amazing. So I, I was with my guys. We had to move some crystals. So we had, you know, my my SUV and and a truck, and we were in what was called a passenger loading zone. And it was like eight fifteen on Sunday morning, right? So like nobody's out. I mean, we're in we're in Venice uh, in, in a place where people are out, but that means eight fifteen is Sunday morning. We are upstairs getting the first load of crystals to bring down, and we come down, and I have a bunch of things in my arms, and this meter person is giving me a ticket, and I walked up and I'm like, oh really? I'm getting a ticket. I mean, we're really loading, and he's like, I already put your license plate in. There's nothing I can do, and I'm like. Okay, you know, it is what it is. And I'm like just putting my stuff in my car. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know what? You didn't scream at me. Everybody screams at me and you didn't. I think I'm going to cancel your ticket. <laughs> and it was just like, and I'm like, wow, thank you. You know, and it's about, again, your response to the events that happen. And then when you, you know, don't automatically respond with anger in a situation that could give anger in a, in a situation where, you know, you're, you're, you're just sort of going with the flow of it. Great things happen back. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, another part of my past life, I worked at, at, for, uh, on a help desk. I was a help desk manager. So everybody that called was angry. Wow. You know, their computer yeah, was broken. So. so I was the one that was getting, you know, the fire, the fire thrown at me. So, that taught me when I'm calling someone for help, I'm going to be nice to them and kind. And the amazing things that happen with the people that you're calling for help with. Sure, I might be on hold for an hour until someone picks up. But if I'm nice to them, they're going to go above and beyond because nobody's nice to them. Usually. Yeah. Right. Yep. And if, if we can be that way, right, the golden rule, right? If we can just follow the golden rule. Yes, We'll all really be okay and focus on what we want. Um, yes. Jeff, this was, this flew by. Thank you so yeah. much for, for taking, you know, taking some time to chat with me about all of this. Um, I absolutely love your book. A lot of my students love your book. Um, so thank you. It, it, it is a blessing to the world that it is such a, a beautiful, concise way to get people to start creating their their best life do you have anything going on that that you could share with my people anything anywhere that any events or anything happening with the book or the bookstore or the the gallery yeah you know one of the great things that's happening is that COVID is ending and we're we have started to have events again at our bookstore so if you go to mysticjourneybookstore.com and go to our events thing, you'll see that, that we're starting, we're have, not starting. I mean, we're having events, you know, every weekend now. And so that's just a, a wonderful thing to be bringing community back mm -hmm. um, again. And so, I mean, there's that. I mean, you can you can see our crystals at mysticjourneycrystals.com. And we're, we're on, I, I'm so I'm not a social media maven yet, let's just say, <laughs> but I have wonderful people around me and we're, you know, at Mystic Journey LA for all our social media. So you can see things that we're posting in a lot of our crystals and event stuff on, on, on social media as well. Beautiful. And I will link all of that up in the show notes as well. Jeffrey, thank you so much for this. It's been a well, pleasure thank you. talking and um, I can't wait to see what we all create. 
in our next. You bet. Episode. It's been it's been a pleasure. Thank you. you. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks.